great day starts with a great morning. Morning, morning talk with Rowena Baird on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. You're listening to Morning Talk on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Rowena Baird and we're going to be together until midday. Thank you very much for joining us. And yeah, we've made it to another Monday as we hedge on closer to to the end of the year. Many of us feeling burnout from a hectic year, some more than others. But let's just fast bait. We're almost there. Uh, we'll be on holiday sooner than we sooner than we know it. It's six minutes after nine, and today we start the show with issues of farming. Black farmers under the African Farmers Association of South Africa and National Emergent Red Meat Producers Organization marched to the union buildings last week, and this to express their frustration with the lack of support uh, from government. And their anger was directed at the Department of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries, which they accuse of having run out of ideas on how to support black farmers. More on this after this. Looking for a place with the best food in South Africa? Then look no further than Biting About, as they do all the searching for you. Biting About, only on SABC3, Tuesdays at 8.30. Every word in our constitution signifies a victory against inequality. So never underestimate the power of those words. Instead... Choose Choose to understand understand. Section 23 of the Bill of Rights states that everyone has the right to fair labor practices. Every worker has the right to form and join a trade union. And every employer has the right to form and join an employer's organization. SAFM, seize your power. Know your rights. This is a message from South Africa's news and information leader. October is Transport Month. The Department of Transport, through its road safety lead agency, the Road Traffic Management Corporation, is intensifying road safety awareness programs and law enforcement operations this month to bring order and discipline on our roads, obey all road traffic rules, and use the road safely. Road safety is everyone's responsibility. A message brought to you by the Department of Transport and the Road Traffic Management Corporation. SAFM celebrates 80 years of keeping you in the know. And as part of our history, we go back to some of the first recorded programs and voices. This is Radio Today. The time is now 7 o'clock on Thursday morning, the 12th of August. Here now is the first national news bulletin compiled at the SABC's new Auckland Park Broadcasting Centre. And it will be read by Christopher Bennett. The death toll from riots in black townships around Cape Town has risen to eight and could be higher. The Minister of Information says attempts to identify Afrikaners as oppressors will fail. This news bulletin comes to you from Radio South Africa. SAFM and the SABC celebrates 80 years of broadcasting. Morning Talk with Rowena Baird. Rowena Baird. We put the good in Good Morning. Good morning. On SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Yes, you are listening to Morning Talk on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader, with me, Rowena Bird. As mentioned, black farmers under the African Farmers Association of South Africa, as well as the National Emergent Red Meat Producers Organization, marched to the union buildings last week, and this to express their frustration with a lack of support from government. And joining us to talk more about this is uh, Mr. Ishmael Mutala, who is the president of the African Farmers Association of South Africa in the Western Cape. Mr. Mutala, it's a pleasure to have you on the line. Good morning and welcome. 
Good morning, uh, Rowena. Good morning to listeners. Thank you very much for joining us. We also have Mr. Mike Mlingana, who is the Director General uh, in the Department of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries. It's a great pleasure, Mr. Mlingana. Good morning to you and welcome. Good morning, Devo and your listeners. Hi there. And uh, good morning, uh, um, Ishmael. Good morning, uh, Didi. How are you? I'll I'll start with you, Mr. Mutala, and please can you just speak up because we seem to have some interference on our line, but what exactly are your frustrations? Talk us through them. Well, I think, uh, very quickly, the Western Cape province um, uh, accounts for 55% of South Africa's fresh exports, and that's including wine. Now, if we look at that in terms of the country's GDP, in terms of the economy of agriculture within South Africa, we are saying it is a huge amount. However, if we go and analyze that 55%, we are asking ourselves, where do we feature as black people in agriculture within the economy of the Western Cape? Now, I have been involved with transformation in the Western Cape in more than 10 years. And what we are saying is this, that we still do not have, 22 years later, we still do not have black people that we can say, within this economy of 55%, where are we? Are we, are we part of this economy? And, and that is a frustration uh, that we have. But in real terms, what percentage of the 55% pr- produce is from black farmers? Well, that is, that, that is the, the, the whole thing. It is very, very difficult to quantify because bottom line is this, out of the 11.5 million hectares of agricultural land in the Western Cape, black people only own 1%. Of that 1%, a large majority of them are not financially viable. So if we look at whether it's deciduous citrus, grains, uh, livestock, and wine, in these commodities... We may have one, maybe one, uh, black farmer who is financially viable. But other than that, there's, uh, those that are there on the ground are not financially viable. There's, they do not have proper markets, lack of financial assistance or, or access to finance, be it grant or, and or loan. Um, and, and so which means they do not have any, enough product uh, out there. Uh, to be part of that economy. Okay, so but what are the issues? I mean, you mentioning okay. the fact that uh, uh, these these black farmers are not financially vi- viable, right. and that I, there's no I, access I think, to finance. I think one is that access to finance. Yeah. Now, as I said, be it grant and or loan funding. Uh, the 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 fu- funding in terms of grant, which is cast the comprehensive agricultural support program that the Western Cape government has, uh, funding comes from national government. But the amount of funding from national government to Western Cape government is very, very low, at 125-odd million rands. Um, this is ground zero. This is where we need to make a difference, especially when we do not have enough black people within the economy. That is one. Uh, in terms of banks, uh, banks are loath to come in and fund black farmers, especially green fields. So if I say I want to put down 20 hectares of citrus, because I know that in, in, in five, six years' time when I start harvesting, I would be in that economy. Banks are loath to do that. Thirdly, I think the uh, access to markets and opening up the markets, markets are very controlled, uh, and controlled by individual farmers, individual uh, agricultural groupings, 
access into those markets are extremely difficult. Then we have the general understanding within these commodities and commodity organizations that control the understanding that historically we had the boards where government played a very big role. Now we have these commodity groupings where small groupings of producers have huge amount of control. The lackluster within these commodity groupings to transform at a speedily rate and to transform at a level that government policy says, ANC policy says, and what black people in general are saying. All right, but when it comes to transformation, I mean, the policies are there. I think where we fail uh, would be in implementation. But let me bring you in here, Mr. Mlingana. You heard, you heard what the issues are. The fact that uh, there, there is no access to finance when it comes to black farmers, that uh, banks are, are generally loath to, to granting access to, to, to black farmers. Another issue is, is access to markets. I mean, what exactly is government doing for black farmers when it comes to this? Thank you, man. First and foremost, I, you know, is the practitioner, you know, I'm the founder member of the African Farmers Association of South Africa. And one of the reasons I moved away to join agriculture is exactly the reasons that he is articulating. But I'm not going to dwell, I'm going to dwell into what we are doing. One, my department has set a target of 50 commercial farmers by the year 2018. 50 per each province. Those farmers are not only going to produce, they will produce what the market wants at the domestic level. In other words, we will go to government. You are right there, policies. One of those policies is a, it, it is occurring within the context of a, a preferential procurement. And there, the issue that the whole and government agreed on is the, what they call set aside. 30% of the government market will be open for black people, okay? That is on. So what then one does is to link these commercial farmers, the ones that were, we, I, I have commanded, I have made as part of my strategy, we link them to government market. That's the first one. So access to market, one hopes, will be addressed by that. The second one is that as far as foreign or exports are concerned, we have been all over with the Ministry of Agriculture. We have signed with the Indian government, for example, a contract of 100,000 tons of policy. That must specifically be accessed and exported to India by smallholder farmers of South Africa. They said, in addition to this, we are going to give you seed, we are going to assist you with irrigation infrastructure, we are going to assist with fertilizers to produce with these policies. These policies refer to lentils. Lentils are a, a, a source of food in India. The other one is what they call uh, pigeon peas. Pigeon peas, those two will have to be produced here in South Africa. At this going rate in India, a ton of these lentils basic costs about $600. Quality costs about $1,400. My department in agriculture is looking at one with the Department of Trade and Industry at the agro-processing side. We are ensuring that that must bring in black entrepreneurs in the context of the commercialization of 50 farmers per province. Indeed, that is going to happen. 
It's not a joke. That's what they right. on. It is all these individuals are aware. But let me emphasize what he's talking about. Because he's specifically the Western Cape. The Western Cape, as you know, has been driving segregation throughout. It is a problem that is under today. I am so angered by the fact that they, they ask for money and we give them from cars. We have given them out of the, the drought infrastructure. We gave them 12 million. I'm asking the HOG, how are you going to distribute this if you are not interacting with the black farmers or small farmers that are affected? I am going to be talking to organized agriculture in the Western Cape to accommodate black smallholder farmers in this form of partnership that emphasize uh, not only mentorship, but are able to sense and tap into the potential of their entrepreneurship and ensure that black farmers become wine producers. They become part of the food. I'm sure Motale will tell you they are part of a food company, a food, a, 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 a food, a food association. Sorry, DG. I mean, if, if if you are asking white farmers, white commercial farmers to, and and your your choice of words, I think is very unfortunate to accommodate black smallholder farmers. Who's driving this process? It's me. I'm driving that process with FDFA. I'm driving it with uh, uh, all the relevant organisations. I think we need to share an understanding, a common understanding. The white commercial farmer is the, is the one that we are getting food from now. So he also needs to be protected. That's very important. Contribution to GDP in Africa currently is done by the white commercial farmer. When I arrived in Africa, there was no strategy that handled them. Consequently, the number of those commercial farmers have reduced drastically. I'm making sure that agriculture as a component of growth in South Africa, contributes significantly to GDP. For that to occur, we need to shift gears now. There must be an understanding that those who have been there before can shift gears in the process of what we call mentorship. And, All right. and, and, and that's what I'm arguing. And these guys are prepared to do that. Okay, you, you've outlined how um, you've set targets for the future, for by 2018, you'd like to see 50 commercial farms uh, in each province. But what have what has the department done in the past? What is the department doing currently in order to ensure that indeed you get the 50 commercial farmers, black farmers, by 2018? Well, that's a very good good question because I think part of the problem is lack of communication. We have given the money called grants called CAST, the comprehensive. There is also one food initiative called Ikli Madetala. Each of those nationally, the project All right, I think we, we, we are losing that line. Mr. Mike Mlingana, Director General in the Department of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries, will try and get a better line. But your, your reaction to what the DG is saying, Mr. Mutala, that they've set a target of 50 commercial farmers, black farmers, by 2018, and he, he was in the process of explaining how exactly they're going to achieve that. And he also spoke about um, 30% of government market that's going to be open to black farmers. Are you satisfied with that, Mr. Mutala? Well, I think the issue of the 50 commercial farmers, I commend um, his department, but I also say that 
uh, if you look at the media two years ago, it is a proposal that we had put out um, uh, about two years ago by our national office to say that let's look at 50 farmers and let's capacitate every single year 50 farmers. Secondly, I think with markets, um, the DG was talking about um, international markets. And I think um, it saddens me when our minister and etc. president goes to China, opens up the apple market, that uh, black producers are nowhere within the apple production, uh, you know. Um, black people are nowhere in, in, in packing, marketing, cold rooms, logistics, etc. of apple. So we've got to be able to design and, 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 and come up with uh, solutions that say, how do we bring black people into the economy at, at ground level? Secondly, um, my expectation would be that government goes to local supermarket chains and says to supermarkets, guys, open up your shelves. Mm-hmm. Because when you go to a local supermarket chain, they will tell you, yes, uh, we will, but we need uh, you know, uh, a consistent supply over a 12-month period, etc., 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 etc. Now, there are no models that say, how do we bring smaller black producers onto South African supermarket shelves? There's nothing out there. No supermarket chain out there is going out and saying, we want to seek, especially now with the new BE codes. They are not going out there and saying, we seek these farmers. We want to go out there. None of these. And expecting us to buy from the shelves as black people. Thirdly, I want to say this, that we do not want to see the demise of the current white farmers. Mm. No one is saying that. What we are saying is open up the economy so we could share that cake and grow that cake simultaneously. We believe there is huge amount of potential. The fact that uh, larger white farmers in the Western Cape are buying up farms on a daily basis means that there is huge amounts of markets. The fact that uh, the, the nurseries that supply plant material to farms are inundated with orders for the next 10 years says to us that there is huge amount of potential out there. The fact that the new BE codes are on the table, we should be seeing, uh, in, in, in especially in agro-processing, we should be seeing white companies coming up and saying, how do I find acceptable black partner mm. that's going to bring uh, uh, diversity to my business but also increase my turnover, increase my business potential? So I think what, what I'm saying in, in short is that, yes, the everyday you know, opening up markets, et cetera, is great, but we need to start thinking out of the box. All right. As, as, as agriculture, people within agriculture. Okay. Uh, one of the issues raised there, Mr. Mlingana, is the fact that, uh, and I know you're back with us now, thank you very much for staying with us, is that uh, supermarket chains need to open up their shelves. They need to open up their shelves to black farmers. What's your role as the Department of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries in facilitating that? I, I did not hear that, man. You are, you are telling me very little. I could not hear. What are the role of the just quickly in this one? I need it. I'm asking what you, you missed my question. Yeah, please. Your okay. question. I'm what asking what your role is as the Department of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries in making sure that supermarkets open up their shelves to black farmers. Well, there, there are two things, and each man is familiar with this for me. The first thing is that black farmers must drive self-reliance. That's one. 
So the assistance that you give is not at infinitum. You will offer assistance until the current balance of payment account is zero. We are ensuring in the department, one, that we put together processes. One of those processes I mentioned, true cast the comprehensive and that support system. Cast, a father must come to us and say, this is what we would like to see happening. I have invited all formations of agriculture. For example, Mr. Ulona Ubu Ishmael is a member of Afro Food Company there. To what extent that they play a role of transforming that company so that they become part of exporters? That's the company they are part of. To what extent are they using that particular company for them to grow as part of a self-reliance process? But I will leave that question because it's asking about their responsibility. Okay, but please don't but leave that question. I... I'd like to stay with it for a while and then you'll pick up on the other points that you'd like to make. Because um, I, I see a contradiction there because on the one hand you're saying that black farmers must drive self-reliance. But earlier on you're talking about the fact that the department... Um, provides, uh, continues to provide um, seed and irrigation infrastructure. So how, how can you talk about the two at the same time when they should be mutually exclusive, I think? Oh, no, they are not. The first one is impignition. It is impignition. It says, we'll give you this, but use this to the benefit of yourself for sustainable growth of your business. It doesn't say Okay, we will support you with seed until, until life gets finished. It doesn't say that. It says we know that there are capital capabilities issues, affordable issues. Therefore, we are going to support you in drought, with drought relief programs. We are going to support you with, and therefore, when we support you, we are saying, please go and cultivate food for your animal. Go and take water and harvest it. If you are not doing those things, you are going to be out of the program. In other words, what we are giving is pre-boarding. It's igniting a potential. You know, one of the things that has occurred in this country has been the assumption that every black person is a farmer. The consequences being people like Omo and the good farmers are not given exclusive assistance. They are linked to any other guy who comes up from the country wanting to get money. As long as that guy is in the queue, we give that guy here 300,000 and exclude the guys who are real farmers. To that degree, I have set up a criteria of who this commercial black farmer should be, so that I exclude the guys who are taking chances, and I exclude the corruption that is there in terms of assisting people who are not farmers. That is the first thing. But the most important thing, and, and I call all, all organized agriculture on this one, please, my, my doors are open. Come with a strategy that you think you believe is going to change your life. Bring it to me. I will include that in the strategy of the department. That I said to Adrian, to Tao, to Avalta, to whoever else is there. But those strategies are hard to come. Guys are saying, hey, I do, 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 do develop it for us. If you are not, we are saying we best. And I remember, I am here for the reason that I was once a farmer yesterday. And I saw the suffering. And I'm here to transform this sector so that Ishmael would say tomorrow, wow, what a blessing to have had a leader like this. That is the legacy I want to leave. Right. Western Cape in particular, I would like Ishmael to go to the SOG and say, you have been given 12 million. Who are you going to give that if you're not in touch with me? 
All right. Self-reliance, then. All right. Uh, so, Mr. Matala, how do you drive self-reliance, then? It's all um, the board is in your court, says Mr. Mlingan. I think, okay, two, two points there. One is, I think that what we do as a far side in the Western Cape is to work with our farmers and talk, tell our farmers that we need to work together, work with each other, and assist each other to grow. Because we are small, we all don't have worthy all the knowledge. So we go, if we combine our heads together, we get that knowledge. In, in, then in terms of resources, we do the same. In terms of, of how do we access the market, we're continually knocking doors uh, to, to, to all these people and saying, we have our farmers out there. Try and access them. But that we are, we are, we are, we are burdened on. I think the, the, the long and short of it is this, that <clears throat> this is not only government's problem. And I am not saying that uh, it, it perhaps is unfair to say this is DAF's problem or rural development's problem. This is a South African agricultural problem. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm concerned by the fact that we had five weeks of uh, Pakisa in agriculture we had believed that all the role players were not involved. All right, and uh, we'll pick up know. on that point after the news headlines. Talking this morning to um, to Mr. Ishmael Mutala, who is the president of the African Farmers Association of South Africa in the Western Cape, as well as Mr. Mike Mlingana, the director general in the Department of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries. Right now, right now, it's 9:30. Time for the news headlines with Nomsam Zuli. Thanks, Rowena. In the headlines, the National Director of Public Prosecutions, Sean Abrams, will hold an impromptu media briefing in Pretoria shortly, at which he's expected to announce whether or not he'll drop charges against Finance Minister Pravin Gordon after a review. Police say they will continue to monitor the situation at the University of Pretoria. They have barricaded all roads leading to the institution after students embarked on an overnight vigil related to the Fees Must Fall campaign. And one of Zimbabwe's most famous cats, Jericho the Lion, has died. Jericho took over the leadership of the pride led by Cecil, the much-loved lion that was illegally killed by an American dentist last year. For SFM News, I'm Nomsam Luli. Utzile Saku will have the full details at 10. In the market update, the rand is trading at 13 rand 75 to the US dollar, 16 rand 76 to pound sterling, and 16 rand 8 to the euro. The euro is at 1 dollar 9, and the dollar is trading at 104.76 Japanese yen. The Chinese yuan is at 2 rand 3. In India, 1 rand is worth 4 rupees 84. In Nigeria, 1 dollar is at 304 naira 50. In Kenya, a dollar costs 101 shilling 38. And in Botswana, one dollar changes hands at ten bula fifty nine. Today sees the release of the trade balance for September, with the Reuters poll of economists expecting a decline in the deficit. The Reserve Bank reported growth in credit demand to 7.19% year-on-year in September, from 6.15% in August. The broadly defined M3 measure of money supply was also greater at 5.6%, compared with 5.4% in August. And now for a brief look at some of the stock markets. Japan's Nikkei closed flat and Australia's ASX All Ordinaries Index was 0.6% up at the close of trade. Hong Kong's Hang Seng is trading 0.2% firmer. Mainland China's Shanghai Composite Index is 0.2% down, while markets in India are closed for a public holiday.
The JSE is mixed in early trade, with the All Share Index 0.1% down at 50,775. Financials are 0.3% firmer, and the Industrial 25 Index has declined by 0.3%. The Top 10 Resources Index has shed 0.4%. The Platinum Mining Index is 0.2% up, and the Gold Mining Index is 0.4% higher. On the capital markets, the yield on the R186 government bond is at 8.78%. European markets reporting uh, is experiencing problems in early European trade. Looking at commodities, gold is trading at $1,276 and platinum at $974 per ounce. The price of Brent crude oil is at $49.50 a barrel. Agriculture. Growing crops and raising livestock for human consumption and use. That is our focus on planting the seeds, SAFM's insert on the world of farming. Tune in weekdays at 5 a.m. with me, Asanda Matsaunyane, as we talk agribusiness, agricultural engineering, agroecology, and much more. Planting the seeds on South Africa's news and information leader, SAFM. Best conversations are the ones we have with you. Call us on 0891-104-207. Tweet at SAFM Radio or SMS 34701. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. We are talking about issues in farming, particularly as, as they pertain to black farmers in South Africa. And our guests, Mr. Ishmael Mudala, the president of the African Farmers Association of South Africa in the Western Cape, and Mr. Mike Mlingana, the director general in the Department of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries. And before that, that news um, break, you were talking about, Mr. Mudala, the fact that this really is not just a, 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 a farmer's problem or a government problem, that it's, it's, it's an overall South African agricultural problem. And you, you were beginning to talk about the Pakisa operation. Can you pick up on that point? Yeah, what I was saying is that I think for me disappointing news is that um, Pakisa, although everyone was invited, I don't believe that all the role players were there, and I don't believe that every single sector of the agricultural economy was there. And that's not a fault of government. I think government did a fantastic job of trying to alert everyone and telling everyone that this is what we are doing and we need to come together to discuss it. I'm saying also that it is time now that we have a CODESA in agriculture where all of us sit down, all like-minded people sit down and say, guys, we want to transform this economy, number one, for the better South Africa so that we can become the country for agriculture not only in Africa, but the world. And secondly, how do we bring those who are disenfranchised into this economy? And if we do not sit down and talk about if we do not have this ability to say, Mr. Yan, you have too much of land and you are already owning 75% of that economy. How, how is it that we could have one company in South Africa that owns 80% of one commodity's economy? It's unfair. How is it one company controls, uh, 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 you know, a certain part of the agricultural economy? Uh, and, they, and, they, and they control everything from input right up to market. Mm. I mean, those are the type of things we need to be able to talk okay. about. Because the moment you have a control in the tomato industry, 
how do we get in there as black people? All right. But then if, uh, if not all role players were represented at, uh, with the talks of, of Operation Pakistan and it wasn't the fault of government, like you say, then whose fault was it? Well, I think it is those, this, this is where I'm not driving to. I'm saying that it is time now, government has fantastic policies and a range of policies, uh, and, and, and driven from, from a political sphere. I deal with that. It is time now government stands up and say, listen, and cracks the whip and say, we are now in control. We are going to sit around the table and we will have to come up with this. We cannot have a scenario where farmers and farmer groupings are still telling government how they want to see transformation, how they want to design land reform or water reform. It is time government says we have policy. Why? I mean, for example, you take uh, Minister Inquiry. Why is he waiting for government to, to I mean, uh, uh, farmers to come with proposals? You've got policies. Come okay. on, put it, put it into practice. All right, and, and, and we'll, put, we'll, we'll put that question to the Director General in a short while. I just want to take some calls. Anonymous, good morning to you. Welcome. Morning, Rowena, and to your two guests today. There are two things for me. The first one, I commend you bringing the DDG, but I also thought you should have brought the DDG of rural development and land reform because this is about them too. I'm going to make two points here. The first one is uh, the DDG seems to not acknowledge uh, that in, in the large majority, his department is filled by people who are of a scientific nature. They are scientists and not enterprise developers. What we're discussing here is not about plant production, which is in the majority of the people that work in his department. This is about uh, commercialization and enterprise development, which is to transform the ordinary farmer there to commerce. Now, the, the people, his people in his department does not have that particular skill, so he must first acknowledge that. The second thing is I think the DDG is missing the point and misunderstanding what is being communicated to him. And that is the, the issue here is, if the Western Cape has got 11 million hectares and all of those hectares are owned by whites, all right, how are you then, uh, and, and let's say you've got, uh, I don't know, 10,000 black farmers here who says, okay, if, if you buy each of these, if, if, if we are able to have access here, we need somebody who's able to buy the already commercial uh, operating farms. Where's that money going to come from? That is the heart of this debate here and the issue. It is, it is not about commercializing uh, smallholder black-owned farms that are, are, are there. We're talking about the large majority of the land is owned by whites, and that land is already commercially operating. How are you then going to uh, uh, incorporate black farmers who are aspiring to be landowners and commercial farmers in that space? And then the last thing, uh, Rowena, if I may, uh, the, the, the DDG there talks about the budget of 12 million. I mean, here are my friend. A citrus farm costs well in excess, in some cases, of 100 million. This, this is this is small change for us. The budget issue is the issue here, as well as the capital that is needed by blacks in order to enter this industry. That is what must be addressed, not how you are going to commercialize a small plot that is owned by black individuals. That, that is not the heart of the Thank issue. you. Thank you for your Thank question, you. Anonymous. Mr. Mlingana, please get straight into it. Okay, please. I say thank you, my, my colleague, for coming up with that point. The first thing that I want me to highlight quickly is that government went out there of and gave funds that were commercially viable to black entrepreneurs and communities in, 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 
jurisdiction the restitution process and land reform process. Most of those funds, right or wrong, are to be non-profitable. And, and I hear you talk about decommercialization of current funds is not the issue. Maybe from where you are, it is not, but I consider it to be there because if I've got a farmer like uh, Ishmael, he wants to export grapes, he's got a grape farm, it is incumbent upon the department to link with that guy, to link with that farmer, until that farmer has grown to the point that the market that he says and his deal are together, are aligned, and they sustainability. That to me is important. The issue of reforming land in the Western Cape, I can never agree with you more. The issue of land in South Africa is still there. Even the, the farms that were given to black people, those black people, including me, we do not have uh, a licenses. We don't have uh, title deeds for those farms. So fundamentally, this undermines the black farmer. All right. I and and that's and, and, and that... for three months. But I don't want to use that as an, as, a, as an excuse because I now am grappling with the issue. And I know the issue that needs to change in the short term. Just the 12 million, maybe we didn't hear each other properly. It was about helping crowd relief to black farmers who are there and they are few. And, and, and there are very few that, that, that we said we need to support. And my challenge was that could first and foremost the farmers there link with the Department of Agriculture there, especially the HOG. I will take the issue with the HOG today and say this is the debate we have. To what extent have you implemented what we have been discussing? All right. To what extent are the organized levels part of the strategy evolution process? Because the yeah. well, the, the issue of title deeds came up very high on the agenda for, for black farmers, uh, the issue of title deeds, the issue of ownership of land as well. And that's really what Anonymous is talking about as well here. You, you know, wanting to know where the money is going to come from to, to buy the land, particularly in the Western Cape, you know. And, and he wants you to outline this and outline how also this, uh, how without this, without ownership, without title deeds, that there really is little possibility for commercialization of these farms by, by black farmers, but more on that after this. Make pink your signature color this Breast Cancer Awareness Month. SAFM, supporting the fight against breast cancer. Cape Town-based personal chef and top chef judge Neil Anthony returns with a second season to show off his skills in the kitchen. After spending 10 years in Europe honing his skill with professional chefs like Gordon Ramsay and Marcus Waring, He's now chef to South African stars. Learn the tricks of the kitchen from the best on Neil Anthony Private Chef, only on SABC3, Tuesdays at 8. You're listening to Morning Talk with Rowena Bear. Great conversations sound a little something like this. Uh, Mpumelelo has been holding on the line from Parklands in Cape Town. Good morning. Welcome. Thank you for holding, Mpumelelo. Uh, thank you, Rowena. Rowena, I just want to ask... Um, very specific question to the to the DC. Um, here in the Western Cape, um, uh, we have about 3,000 uh, hectares of allocated land on the Red River scheme in terms of the, the water allocation um, for black farmers. And no black farmer has taken up uh, that, that, that opportunity precisely because um, agriculture and you know, including fruit farming, is, is a matter of scale. Did you know that you, you, you need uh, uh, 
economies of scale. You can have water if you don't have access to land. You know, you cannot mm. take up that water allocation. So the problem, I just want to ask DG, where do these black farmers get water to actually acquire the land? Because DG knows the land is expensive. Here. If we've got a system that says, if I want land and I go to rural development, rural development buys that land, but it's not allocated to me, despite the fact that I'm the person who went to rural development and said, I'd like to have access to this particular piece of land. Mm. That land is acquired by government and is kept at rural development and allocated according to the list of the people who came before me. So you get a person who's not a farmer, who's got absolutely no skill, you know, being allocated land to farm yeah. fruit. All right. You know. So can you ask him, you know, if he can just explain? Okay. I think, th- thank you very much, Mpumelele. And I think it just goes back to the point I was making earlier on, DG, that without ownership of land and without title deeds, then there really is no possibility or perhaps little possibility uh, for black commercialization of farms. Please talk to that. Well, I'm just honestly, I agree with the, 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 the first caller. Uh, I wish my colleague was here on land reform in Dushabane. I do agree with every point uh, uh, that was just said about how do you how do you take accountability and responsibility for improving the farm that is not yours? How do you begin to get water when you know that actually the farm you you identify the farm, put it on the list, but the guys that rural development take that farm and give it to somebody else. It is one of the abhorrence that we have got to stop. I am going to raise it. There is no way to defend what is wrong. I came here to do what is right. And I fully agree with my colleague. This is an issue that I'm going to be addressing with him too, that I'm answering questions on your behalf. Unfortunately, I'm changing. I cannot say we are right. We are not serving our farmers. All right. In okay. the manner that we are supposed to. I agree with that. All right. So just very pre- I want you to come in here, Mr. Mudala, and perhaps just wrap it up for us and uh, yeah, give us give us the final list of demands that you made, that you handed over to I, I just clarify two points. The says that uh, farmers need to be assisted until they are financially viable. We all agree with that. However, the budget that is allocated to Western Cape is extremely small. And two, in terms of treasury requirements, uh, the, the province cannot promise me assistance over five years. Secondly, the issue of water, water reform, there's 10,000 hectares of water that will be coming online in the Western Cape between two dams. There is no thinking, no discussion at any level of government about accessing land uh, for our, our, our farmers. Thirdly, and, and, and the most importantly, I, I'm saying that in the Western Cape, this is ground zero. If we are ever going to have more strikes or more strife or, or gland grabs, it is going to happen here because those of our farmers who are on land are, are, are extremely vulnerable in terms of finance. And secondly, DG, that the $12 million for drought relief is nice, but it's not good enough because a large number, a number of those farmers uh, who are livestock farmers are on communal land. And they are struggling, and 12 million is not going to be enough to, to assist and support them. Mm. We, we, the Western Cape is where we need to start focusing. And it, bottom line is this, that if we do not implement our policies as they are, the Western Cape is going to become even more 
uh, uh, a right. tale. Okay, like. Mr. Matala. And earlier on, you did talk about the fact that government needs to crack the whip a little bit more because, look, we have the policies in place. We've got the, 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 the laws. Where we fail is in implementation. And one of the proposals there, Mr. Mlingana, is, is that uh, we need a Codesa of agriculture maybe, you know, just to talk about the transformation of, um, of, of, of the sector. Uh, your views on that? And I'm not sure uh, uh, that what forum could help in what way, because most of the issues are known. They are very basic. All that is needed is to sort them out. Right. Therefore, my suggestion, my suggestion would be, please, Ishmael, as soon as you finish the call me or call the director, the HOD, and address the issues with her and call me or put me in that call so that first, before we can go to Cordova, at the level, local level, there, we are able to say we've exhausted ABC, we've done this so far, we've had our mini right. we go nowhere. And then I'm then sure you'll report back to us. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mr. Mike Mlingana, the Director General in the Department of Agriculture, Forestry and Fisheries, and Mr. Ishmael Mudala, the President of the African Farmers Association of South Africa in the Western Cape. It's 10 to 10.